A night to, or, mm, let's try it again. A day to remember in Sharks franchise history and in the likes of Timo Meyer. Five goals never seen before in a Sharks uniform. Has been seen on the Sharks ice, though. We'll talk about it right now. This is Teal Town After Dark. Good afternoon, everyone. Skyrockets in flight. Afternoon delight for us here on Teal Town USA. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to this special edition of Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks post game. We do this after every game. So do yourselves a favor. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Also hit that notification bell to notify you when we go on the air. But of course, if you want to be part of the show, chat with us and fellow hockey fans on the page or the app. Follow us on the social Twitter, Instagram. We'll have a special Timo Meyer salute later tonight on the Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, and find everything at tealtownusa.com. With that, good afternoon, everyone. I am Eric Curry. You can follow me on the Twitter and the Instagram at PuckGuy14. And what a day. What a an absolute insane day uh, for this uh, afternoon clash. We usually don't see the Sharks do well in afternoon clashes, but uh, this one, on the other hand, quite a night. Uh, quite a day. Well, I, there's another dollar into the tip jar. Whoops. The Sharks win 6-2 to two over the LA Kings. They're, I, we've, we've mentioned this ad nauseum, whether it's Teal Town or, or uh, you know, <laughs> Whether it's after dark, where it's pucknologist, um, you know they usually don't get up for for afternoon games. They usually, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, always had ha haven't had this many division games ready to go later in the season. I mean, what four going into into the uh, into today? It, it's absolutely crazy, and absolutely crazy is also this game uh let's get locked and loaded onto it but first let's get to some of your comments since it was such a historic night uh thoughts on timo meyer might be good i might be good uh it's just a t it's timo meyer's world folks and we're just living in it oh man i mean eh. this was a legendary night or day let's let's put it that you know <laughs> Team Timo. <laughs> oh, yeah. That one is uh, for sure a gr great night. Uh, I think all games should be at this time going forward. Hey, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I think it would be great to see if they can move up the Sharks and Lightning game to an afternoon game, especially since the Niners are going to be playing at 5 o'clock on Saturday. Uh, should be an interesting one. Uh, beach bands forever. Uh, we witness history. And the, the chat is just going off, and I'm loving it. You know, uh, <laughs> that was an awesome performance by Timo. Timo times Timo time times five from Jerry F. Good to see you, Jerry. Thanks for joining in here. We're getting some uh, comments already. AJ, thanks for working the uh, media call. Uh, you put in the work, and you get paid back. And Timo 
got paid back today. The way he scored, the patience, picking the shot, those were pretty goals from Bob Bugner. He continues on saying, Timo is naturally gifted, shoots harder than most guys in the league. Timo deserves the credit, and he's put in the work. Uh, L.A. throws a lot of pucks on net, crashed hard after a few weeks off. Reimer battled hard and helped us in the first period. You know, it's just a craziness that you see uh, going on here. And we haven't even talked about, yes, it's Timo Meyer's night, but there are other players who had a great game uh, this afternoon for the Sharks. Uh, continuing on with Bob, I think our power play has turned a corner. Hopefully we'll see more results like we did. I'll fix it for you, Bob, today. Everyone chipped in. No weak links today. We played hard and physical, rolled four lines, and everybody helped. Bugner uh, went on to say. Uh, and then we have a lot of divisional games. These are huge coming down the stretch as a division tightens up. And that's a big one indeed. Yes, we can talk about how how there are so, how the Sharks have so many games in hand. They now uh, are giving up. Uh, the only one that has more games played are the Anaheim Ducks, who sit right above the Sharks at 45. The Sharks are at 44 with this victory. But granted, you have... One, two, three, four teams right behind San Jose in the wild card race who have either five or six games in hand. Granted, the Sharks are opening up that stretch a little bit at 44. Calgary, who hasn't played yet in quite some time, is at 40 with six games in hand. So while there is a lot of games in hand for these teams like Calgary, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Dallas, and even Vancouver... They're opening up just a little bit, just a little bit of a, a stretch here uh, indeed for it. So uh, it's a great one indeed. So let's get lock and loaded. Let's get ripping to it. Uh, you know, this game started off not so pr pretty. You, you see uh, VL draw a penalty uh, at the 235 mark from Arthur Kellyev. That sets up the Sharks power play, which we've gone on ad nauseum that they are not doing anything well. You know, it's been two for 28. They've allowed more shorthanded goals than than the uh, have given up. I mean, the, you know, then they scored power play goals. And but then right off the bat, Timo Meyer banks it home. He gets his 16th of the season at 302 to make it one nothing San Jose from Burns and Carlson. You you saw that nice quick little wrist shot. I thought. They got him on the cross crease by Quick. Quick did not have a great game tonight. I mean, granted, 16, uh, six goals on, on what, 17 shots. Absolutely horrific game for Jonathan Quick. Probably one of those worst playing the Sharks. Um, granted, there's a few playoff games in there that have been rough too. But, um, you know, not, not the best game there. Uh, so Timo's first goal at 3:02 made it one nothing San Jose at 15:56. Rudolph's Balsers uh, with a nice turnaround shot that kind of went. It looked like it went five hole a little bit to from Hurdle to make it two nothing San Jose. Want to give kudos to Tomas Hurdle here. He had four assists on the on the afternoon. This first one he barely keeps the puck at the blue line. Throws it in, finds Balsers. I think he was just trying to throw it at a net and it just landed on Balsers' stick, to be quite honest. Uh, to throw throw it in there makes it 2 nothing San Jose. And then Timo Meyer starts to get going again. Meyer, he gets his second at 1848 with that quick 
little turnaround shot kind of reminded me a little bit of the Carlson pass, a little bit where it was just like a quick pirouette and then it takes a shot. Granted, this time took the shot rather than than Carlson passed it. Either way, makes it three nothing Sharks, and you're thinking, wow, this is crazy. Maybe, just maybe, Timo could get a hat trick. And 21 seconds later, he does on just a tap in to make it four nothing San Jose. Hurdle with the assist there. Hurdle with two assists in the in the first period. Timo Meyer a hat trick in the first period. Last time somebody did that, some guy named Evander Kane did that back in 2019. Uh, I think it was against Carolina. So that made it four nothing Sharks. But a quick little bad turnover by Eric Carlson leads to Andre Kopitar going low blocker on. James Reimer, James Reimer making his return back uh, into the net for the first time uh, since that rough Detroit debacle on the last road trip. But uh, Kopitar gets that one in, his 12th of the season, and after 20 minutes of play, it's 4-1 LA, or, or is losing to the Sharks. So <laughs> just a crazy period, and then it just keeps getting crazier and crazier as... <laughs> As uh oh, there you go my go my notes. Great, great going there, Eric. Uh, but then 12 seconds in, Victor Arvinson takes a really bad high sticking call on Eric Carlson. Really hit him in the in the head. Uh, shook up Carlson a little bit, but didn't shake up the Sharks. And that's the thing I've always said to you guys and girls and everybody else in between. When you take these stupid calls, make them pay. What do they do? Timo Meyer takes a nice shot from the faceoff dot. He shoots and scores his fourth of the game, making it 5-1 San Jose. Carlson and Hurdle on the assist there. Uh, unreal play at 124 of, of the period. And it's been a while since the Sharks have had a four-goal game. It used to be just Owen Nolan back in 1995 for the Sharks against Anaheim. Then, of course, he had Tomas Hurdle. Uh, the, the infamous rooster trick in 2003. You have Evander Kane right after he got traded to San Jose from Buffalo in 2008 against Calgary. And, and of course, the Natty Hattie for Patty by, <laughs> by, uh, by Patrick Marlowe in 2017 against Colorado. Uh, this is the second one that's happened in San Jose. And... It was only a minute 24 seconds into the second period. And for Hurdle, he had four assists on the night. We'll get to some of his comments now. We can't stop we can stop talking about my four goal game now. <laughs> Tonight was Timo's night. Um from Tomas Hurdle. <laughs> of course, Hurdle with the laughs, and that's that's oh man, that's gonna be tough if the Sharks trade him away. Uh Hurdle goes on to say Reimer was really good early in the game. LA was checking hard, had jump and Reimer made big saves for us. Yeah, I mean, the Sharks were getting outshot here. Let me pull it up here. The Sharks got outshot. And this is a period breakdown of it. The first period, 15-8 in favor of L.A. Second period, 15-4 in favor of L.A. Third period, 11-5 in favor of L.A. Yeah, the Sharks were outshot 41-17 in this game. It was a rough stretch, and yet they win 6-2. Unreal. Am I right? This is just crazy. Uh, 
Hurdle goes on to say, we just told Timo, just keep shooting. When you have the hot hand, you have to use it. Not many guys have done this. Uh, he continues on, I think we played better hockey against the Rangers than LA in the second half of the season. You really need your special teams to be good. We know special teams can win, win a lot of games. And that's a good point But from Tomas Hurdle. Uh, the Sharks power play at one time was one of the best in the league, especially when they started 4-0. It's crashed down to 26. I'm going to say it's going to move up just a little bit uh, after this game. They go 2-3 for three on the power play. The Sharks penalty kill doing great job as always. It's been in the top 10 all season long. They're over, they got the Kings to go 0-3 on their power play, and the Sharks would start taking some of those penalties uh in fact, in the second period, they took a parade to the penalty box. You know, Jeffrey Viel would, uh, you know, he got into a fight in this game, but also, uh, he, you know, to try to get things going with Brendan Lemieux, they, they weren't going to do all of that in there. So that was crazy. Um, Lane Peterson, wow, way to welcome back Lane Peterson there. You take a high-sticking call away from the play. Yeah, way to go there, Lane. What the hell? <laughs> uh, then Tomas Hurdle would take a hooking call against Arthur Kaliev. I mean, my goodness. Um, and and then Noah Gregor takes a hooking call, which, I, I mean, both of those hooking calls, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they're a little on the iffy side. But nonetheless, when when the score is a little out of hand, you're going to see maybe the officials give a call here or there for that one. So the Sharks, you know, would would give up, you know, three penalties uh, or three power plays now, uh, but they they shut them down. And kudos to James Reimer coming off of injury and everything. Uh, you know, his first start since uh, <laughs> Mikey J. <laughs> Timo Myers personally. Out to save the Sharks' shooting percentage. PJ48 sending Aiden Hill on the bench wondering where all this goal support came from. Uh, yeah, it's like crazy, you know. But uh, some craziness going on there. But the Sharks held, shut them down, which was nice because those were, if the Sharks get two or three goals, you know, against them, LA's right back in this game. And and let's let's be honest here. We've seen it where it's in, it was 4-0. Uh, Carl Bexia uh, from, <laughs> it's a super sticker chat. Uh, I, I'm not going to say 20 bucks, but <laughs> video game controller gives a thumbs up and says GG. <laughs> uh, yeah, no kidding. Uh, one of those crazy ones there. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so. Uh, thank you, Carl, for your donation. Appreciate it. Of course, every donation goes, helps support the show, uh, keeps the costs running, uh, so we're not paying too out of pocket for this. Uh, you know, hashtag stipends. But moving onward to the fifth goal of the game from Meyer and Hurdle at 1932 of the second period. I mean, <laughs> Meyer goes in takes in the wrist shot and just beats just beats Jonathan Quick you know Jonathan Quick has taken a step down but my goodness my oh me that was a rough one um so and the place was going nuts uh the fifth goal unprecedented in Sharks history and uh that made it six to one after 
<laughs> after 40 minutes of play and you're just wondering, oh my goodness, could this actually be happening? Uh, LA would get a goal to make it 6-2. Uh, the Sharks did tighten down a little bit on defense, but of course, Timo Meyer did have a chance at the six-pack, but unfortunately, it was st stopped by Drew Doughty and such, so the Sharks go on to win 6-2 over the Los Angeles Kings. Um, magical night for Timo Meyer. In fact, we got some infographics for you, so let's whip those out. <laughs> Get it? Whip them out. So let's pull them up here. So first on the whip out the rooster trick stats. So Timo is the first player to score four plus goals against LA uh, since Alexei Zhamnov's uh, four goal game uh, for the for Jets 1.0 uh, back in April 1st, 1995. By the way, that game ended in a 7-7 tie. So uh, for the... For Timo's four goals, it was the fastest four goals by one Sharks player in team history. He did it in 18 minutes, 22 seconds. The previous one was held by Tomas Hurdle when he had his rooster trick on October 8th, 2013. Yes, the infamous in-between-the-goals fourth goal that sent Martin Biron into retirement. Uh, he did that in 22 minutes, 46 seconds. Uh, for the Sharks, it's their fifth hat trick in team history against the Los Angeles Kings. Uh... Like I mentioned before, back on October 16th, 2019, Evander Kane had the most recent first period hat-trick in Sharks history. Uh, the second and third goals uh, that happened in the first period were 21 seconds apart, four seconds short of Brad Stewart's two goals in 17 seconds against L.A. in 2004. That was the, the game where the Sharks scored two quick ones to tie it up and then won it in overtime on Fan Appreciation Day. Yours truly dropped the puck before that on uh, that night, and what a night it's been. And But wait, there's more. A lot of info coming in as as the night continued on for uh, Timo Meyer here. Unfortunately, my other part is not coming up here. So let me see if I can get that back on here. Pardon me for a second. Uh, get this back on. But we thank you for watching us and joining us in. If you want to be part of the show, go ahead and help yourself in the Super Chat uh, where you can have your say on this afternoon's game. And uh, what a night indeed for the... I mean, unbelievable night for Timo Meyer here. Ask four digits of the teal. Oh, that's interesting. Never seen that happen before. So, uh, uh, but you all for joining us. There we go. We got that going graphic up. My apologies, everyone. Uh, it's a crazy night uh, for uh, Timo Meyer. Let's break this in here now, folks. Apologies again. So, Let's move this on here. And yeah, and EK, yeah, and that's the other thing too. It's not just night for Timo Meyer. There we go. The first Sharks player to score five goals in a game, obviously. Tenth time in NHL history. Uh, five goals were, for a player were scored in the first two periods of a game. The last time that happened was Peter Bondra for the Washington Capitals. 
on February 5th, 1994 against the Tampa Bay Lightning. That was in the old Thunderdome. Yeah, where the current Tampa Bay Rays play in MLB. The only time the Sharks have allowed a five-goal game was against the Quebec Nordiques in San Jose. And it was some guy named Mike Ricci who did it on February 17th, 1994. Uh, Timo Meyer is the 47th different player in NHL history, have a five-goal game in the league's history. It's been the achievement's been done 63 times uh, in, over the course of the 105 years of the 105 seasons, excuse me, of the NHL. Uh, of course, uh, Wayne Gretzky got to his infamous 50 goals in 39 games in 1981 on a five-goal game. Uh, for those wondering what how what's the records of it, well, six goals happened a couple of times. I read Berenson for the St. Louis Blues in 1968. Daryl Sittler did it for the Toronto Maple Leafs in 1976. And, of course, there was one time way back over 102 years ago, Joe Malone for the Quebec Bulldogs did it in 1920 when he scored seven goals in one game. Oh, man. What a night. I mean, that's, that's going back. So, you know, four goals we've seen it. Four goals we've seen it, and it's been amazing. Uh... Five goals is, is something to remember for quite some time, um, you know. So I appreciate it. Appreciate all of you joining us immensely here. Uh, just taking a look and see if we have any other comments coming in. Uh, it looks like nothing else. Um, so uh, just soak it in, folks. Um, and for this night, let's talk about Eric Carlson. I mean, he, he I mean, sorry, Timo. I mean, Timo Meyer had a heck of a night. Tomas Hurdle, like we said, four assists on the night. Eric Carlson, three assists. He gets to 500 career assists in his career. So congratulations to Eric Carlson on that feat. That, that 500th assist came on the fifth goal uh, or essentially the third assist from, for Carlson on this night. Uh, Rudolph Balsers gets back into the lamp. He is on a two-game goal-scoring streak. And talk about James Reimer. Uh, you know, he was the backup for a game or two, uh, while Aiden Hill played some pretty awesome goaltending. I mean, I know some people groan about two or fewer, but, you know, <laughs> Hill allowed two goals or fewer in all of his starts while Reimer was uh, resting up from an injury. But uh, Reimer, 39 saves on 41 shots, 951 save percentage. It's going to be a good one. Um, yeah, Mikey J. Uh, Kings have to play the Lightning tomorrow, LOL. I'm guessing Quick won't be starting. Ah, uh, who knows? I mean, let's be honest here. Let's be honest here. If Would you want to go back in? Afterwards, I mean, I know some some teams would do that. Tom McClellan has obviously done that, especially with uh, what was it, Game Three against LA in 2011, when they make that stunning comeback. You know, the frenzy on Figueroa or the stunner at Staples is is what we like to call it around here. Uh, and while Nemo was pulled early in the second period that game, and the Sharks came back to win it six five, he went right back to Auntie Niemi, Niemi um, Niemi Niemi. Niemi. Al, you're round. 
Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised, but considering it was a rough go, I think that's why Quick was in that for the third period, you know. But and just another Andy G kind of answering that question right now, you know. I understand maybe starting Quick in the second, but why did they start him in the third? Who knows? Uh, you know. But also at the same time, Kevin, if if you're bored, throw on throw on the camera and come on and chat with me. I could use a, a budding partner to help out a bit. Uh, Quick didn't exactly get a big workload today. Yeah. <laughs> we need some Todd McClellan quotes after this game. Um, I'm not sure that's going to happen. <laughs> oh, man. And if so, I'm not sure if we can actually uh, uh, share them on. So. Sorry, had to hydrate there, folks. But uh, it's been one heck of a day as the Sharks take down the Los Angeles Kings 6-2. to two, All around a solid night. Like we said, Reimer with 39 saves. Just going through everything that we usually would talk about. You know, defensively, the guys were pretty evenly out. I mean, Ferraro played just a skosh under 22 minutes. Carlson, or Carlson was under 20. Vlasic played 18.53. Merkley played 19.08. Uh, I mean, you, you had all of that going on. Burns played 23-49. So you had a lot of guys. This is where a game gets dominated, where you can kind of balance the things out a little bit. Uh, it's great to, to see here. Uh, you know, Lane Peterson comes back, has one shot on goal, and takes a penalty. Adam Raska, if you're watching, come back soon. Jaden Helgewatz, miss you up, up there, buddy. You know, um... You know, it's just one of those things. Here's here's the funny part, okay? As I'm looking through the stats. So, <laughs> I mean, granted, yes, the Sharks had 17 shots on goal, so there weren't a lot of shots. Timo Meyer scored five goals on six shots on goal. Five goals on six shots on goal? Are you kidding me? My goodness. Uh, now we're getting some of the quotes in from Timo Meyer. Uh, AJ, thank you, good sir. Appreciate it as always, buddy. I always want to score, but you don't think too much about how many goals you have in the game. You just want to win. Great team effort, and my line mates made some great passes. <laughs> that is uh, something else there. We didn't create a lot of chances, but they went in, whereas in previous games, we created a lot, but just couldn't score. Go figure. Usually you have like 40-some-odd shots in goal, and, and it's the whole, you're getting goal lead. You know, so something else there. Uh, you can't describe the feeling when you hear that. Meyer on hearing Sharks fans chanting his name, Timo, Timo, Timo. Uh, it's it's just something special for that. I mean, when when that crazy things happen, it, it's something else. I, I tell you. My goodness, uh, pretty cool feeling, but at the same time, you don't want to get too high from this. It gives you confidence, but it's back to work tomorrow. Yes, but I mean, you, you, kudos, you celebrate that tonight, my friend. You use that as a boost, you know. Uh, Kevin, whenever you're ready, just let me know so I can uh, get you on here uh, to get your comments on it because I think this, that is a good, solid question here uh, as to... You get back to work, and it gives you confidence. And I think that's a big thing to have for this team who, like as we said, right now, 
The Sharks are at 44 points. Uh, they currently hold down the number two wild card spot. Uh, they're up now four points on Calgary, five points on Winnipeg, six on Edmonton and Dallas, seven on the Canucks. So, like, I, I know we've been talking, again, we've been talking ad nauseum about games in hand, and trust me, there are a lot of games in hand now. Um, you know, you you take those chances and you open up the space with it. So, uh, okay. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate it. Uh, just uh, buzz me on on our uh, platform to get in when you're due. I mean, so you, you look at that. You're only one point out of second place, you know, uh, which is nice, which is really nice. Um, but at the same time, you, you also have to be cautiously optimistic as you head into a stretch before the All-Star break <laughs> where you have your home to or you're on you go to Seattle on Thursday, you're home to Tampa on Saturday, and then you go on that big road trip down in the old Southeast Division with uh, Washington, Carolina, Florida, Tampa. Four teams that are not going to go away. Four teams that are legitimate cup contenders. Could be a big test for them if it can happen. Um, which, by the way, if you are on our Discord, AJ did say that if the Sharks were over 500 uh, by the time they finished that road trip, he was going to get his his red... Uh, Ottawa jersey <laughs> customized with Carlson. Well, if my if my math is right and and usually it's not always right, uh <laughs> I think the Sharks need a couple wins and and then that assures it. Uh but fans, I'll come to you right now as as there are 42 of you watching right now and we appreciate each and every one of you joining us here on the show today how confident do you feel about this team now they've had their shaky starts you've seen the 8-5 losses you've seen the 6-2 losses where you allow two shorthanded goals yes it's a great win you don't want to get too high on this like like Timo Meyer was saying but it goes to show you that going into the division race and going into a lot of division games, you got 23 after t after today's game against all your bitter rivals where they're going to be tough and everything. Here's the other thing, though. You also have you also have <laughs> a break coming up. Barring anything crazy, the Sharks are going to get some time off to rest and prepare while some of these teams well, yeah, they have six, five, six games in hand on the Sharks right now. Are going to have to use that Olympic break to make up upwards to I think ten games, like Edmonton, Calgary, Winnipeg, the three teams that are right behind San Jose, Vancouver. You know, they're going to be having to play catch up big time. So, so Dana Meyerson, good afternoon, my friend. I uh, hope you're doing well. I mean, I've never been Team Tink. I like to see them put up a fight and play for one another. Uh, if this if this game doesn't make Hurdle want to resign, I don't know what will. I mean, that's that's the thing too. Hurdle with four assists on the afternoon. Uh, he kind of was a little bit of a tough stretch in those first uh, few games back from after he scored his hat trick against the Flyers uh, last Saturday night. 
So it makes you wonder uh, how how on earth they're gonna uh, you know come after it. It's, it's it's kind of a roller coaster, and we're we're on the ride, and we're glad you're on the ride with it together. So uh, I appreciate you all joining us, William Vogel. If the Sharks can go 500 in the remaining division games, then they'll make the playoffs. Personally, I just don't see it. I'm not 100% sold. It'll be close, but I don't think so. I At the beginning of the year, that's where I was at. You were hoping that the Sharks would make an improvement uh, from last season, and trust me, there's plenty of room for improvement there. Um, uh, but the, at the same time, they get on a hot streak, and that's, this is what you, you can get, you know. Um, but they really haven't had like that massive hot streak. They started the season four and zero. They've had they've won you know three in a row a couple of times. Um, but you know it's an it's an interesting scenario, and it's it makes it that tough to decide whether or not you're going to trade Tomas Hurdle. I mean, the the bait out there to to move him and get a lot of picks in return, a lot of prospects or a player in return are, are big time. You can get a lot for for hurdle. My thing is, is that after, you know, how do you do this? Um, you know, so we'll see here. Let me get someone on here. I think we do have a special guest. As I wait for him. Uh, there we go. Just another Randy G. King started strong, but has had been all that great. They barely beat Buffalo and Philly twice in close games. I'm skeptical, but just having fun with the win. Gotcha. And you know who else is having fun with this win? Kevin Lacey. Kevin, good afternoon, sir. How are you, bud? Maybe. Maybe not. Okay, we'll wait for Kevin for just a sec here. Uh, good to see Good to see him on there, but we will get him on in just a jiffy here. So, for that, while we wait for Kevin to jump back on, we'll keep going here. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of people hoping that Hurdle stays with the team. Uh, let's see here. Dana Meyerson, uh, you can't hear anything. Uh, that's a quite a bummer. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Kevin. Let's see what we can hook up with you here uh media call is over uh tomorrow's an off day for the sharks so i guess they're going to have an extra night to uh collect their their thoughts about this one and of course the extra day off before uh, they head up to seattle for their first ever meeting in western washington with the kraken that's a thursday night game back to the night games don't worry although how many of you want to Want an afternoon game at the Shark Tank now? <laughs> uh, let's see here. I'm going to reconnect with Kevin one more time. Kevin, you are muted. Uh, I don't know if that does anything as well. He has no sound, period. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I would say check your... I would check your audio and video settings really quick and see if that works. If not, I appreciate you trying, my friend. Good to see you, though. Uh, appreciate you, buddy. Uh, you probably can't even hear me say that, so that's probably not the best option there. So, um, 
So Pulsar's two-game scoring streak stopped the presses. Yeah, we'll mention that already. But hey, whatever it can take. And you're going to eventually get uh, Barabanov off of COVID protocol. Uh, you wonder when he does return, what that does for the Sharks lineup. Should be an interesting call as to what they do. Um, so I see an arm raised. Hello, hello. There we go. Hey. All righty. All right. There we go. Join 2022 me. technology, everybody. Catch the fever, baby. <laughs> oh, thank you for joining me. Thank God. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. You, you've been doing great, Eric. You know, everyone, uh, I know I appreciate your efforts and your Timo Meyer jersey. Yeah. And, his uh, uh, playoff, his playoff issued uh, jersey. I do see that hundred year patch on there. It's looking pretty sweet. Your setup looks great. Mine is very much, uh, you know, it's it's my daytime setup for as much daylight as I've got. So hey. happy to be joining you and uh, a big win. Uh, not, it, it might be the ugliest six to one, six to two <laughs> win that we've seen in a while. But uh, and I know you've been talking about this game for a while, so I don't want to recap too much. But You're just good. happy to be on with you. Hey, Kevin, I appreciate you as always. Uh, but let's hear what your thoughts are on, on this one, because, I mean, uh, of course, the first time we've ever seen five goals. You see Hurdle get four assists. You see Carlson with three assists. Reimer comes back, has a stellar game. Um, yeah, it's kind of the opposite game for the Sharks, too, who've been on a 40-shot 40, 40 surge. Yeah, and with with the uh, with the stats that you just threw out there, I think the amazing thing was the Sharks had a game a while back. It might have been the, the Pittsburgh game, or no, it was the Arizona game, the 8-7 game, where the— the Sharks had, what, 15 players with a point and yeah. only one point. And then this game was dominated by Meyer, Hurdle, and Carlson. And a couple other guys had points, and that was that. Um, this really was the show of the top line today, almost said tonight. Aha. <laughs> Lucky um, you, I've already did that like three times I, today. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it really was the show of the top line. And I know that Bob Bugner in his postgame presser was talking about uh, wanting to get more scoring from the the depth lines because that's kind of what the Kings have been able to get this season and, and why they've had more success than most people anticipated. Uh, the Sharks were getting that depth scoring early on. Guys like Dolan, uh, Weatherby was chipping in every now and then mm -hmm. and getting power play time at the time. Um, I know Ian and I were having that discussion on the last After Dark about whether Weatherby is an offensive or a defensive uh, forward <laughs> and, and and how he's deployed. Uh, but, you know, the, the Bob Bugner really has had to rely on his top guys and he needs someone to step up. And with Barabanov being out, it's nice to see Balsers getting points in both games that he has returned uh, to the lineup in. So he just needs to hold hold the pace at this point because Balsers was the guy prior to Gregor's long scoring slump. Rudolph Balsers was the guy who was getting chance after chance after chance and unable to hit the back of the net. And it was starting to really, I think, hurt his uh, chances of remaining in the top six and, and being a, a reliable forward for Bob Bugner. So uh, he's getting back in there, and that's that's strong. But still, with those shot totals, Eric, I heard you talking earlier about the shot totals. After two periods, 
the Sharks had five goals. The Sharks had 11 total shots or <laughs> no, 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 no. Before the, sorry, before the 12th, before the, uh, the sixth goal, they had five goals on 11 shots. Three of those shots, according to Corey Masasek, was came in on dump-ins. <laughs> so Jonathan Quick only had three offensive zone saves through the first 38 and a half minutes of the game. Goodness. And two of those were on the on rebounds on Myers' third goal. So, so in, in one hand, in one hand, it's like, yeah, boy, Jonathan Quick, he, boy, he sucked tonight. Or t- ah, oh, there we go. Suck today. Uh, I, don't... I don't know if he really did. I think the Sharks just capitalized on the few opportunities that they were creating in the offensive zone, and you have to have more than that. So the in the next game, you really hope you see the third line, the fourth line coming out strong and really saying, hey, we, we belong here too. Yeah, no, totally. We, I'm looking at a tweet from uh, NHL Public Relations. Timo Meyer became the fifth player in the last 25 years to score five goals in a game, joining Mika Zibanejad on, in 2020, Patrick Laine for the Jets in 2018, Johan Franzen, Oh, I remember that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, in 2011, and Marion Gabrick in 2007. Let me jump in real quick. The Sharks have been looking for so many years for their their own version of Johan Franzen, right? <laughs> Absolutely. We've been talking about that ad nauseum. Or Tomas Holmstrom, yeah. <laughs> who was the Who was the player in 2007 that you mentioned? Oh, it was uh, Marion Gabrick. Oh yeah, the, re- the the somehow only recently retired <laughs> Marion Gabrick, right? But, retired yeah. earlier this year, this season, right? But what what a season so far for Timo Meyer, and not to mention that you know he gets named to the All Star team, mm-hmm. and sometimes we see players who have these great first half performances. They go to the All Star game, and you don't hear from them again and and this happens all of hockey francis perron yosef kojanash um (laughs) but so to see meyer not only be like hey i'm here i'm here for the long haul here but to actually improve since being named to the all-star team earlier in the week like he's been dominant not just this game but but the last couple of games he's been the force out there so uh good on timo and and the people in the chat thanks for being in the chat nice to see you i saw you said hello laurel i will wish you a happy birthday happy birthday laurel and uh i don't see the people in the chat who were here last year saying wave meyer (laughs) trade meyer for a seventh where oh man did your text get smaller (laughs) i just uh... Uh, for Timo Meyer in his last five games, he has six goals, three assists. The only time he hasn't scored was when the Rangers shut out the Sharks on uh, on a Thursday night. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, looking at the last five games, six goals, three assists. Uh, I mean, pretty pretty awesome stuff for a guy who's going to make his first All Star appearance. Uh, but let me ask you, Kevin, about about this. They win 6-2. They win, and how they do it, six goals on 17 shots. You have a guy that just goes off. I mean, five goals on six shots. 
for for uh for the game my question to you is this how can you and, and timo mentioned it how you you can't get too high off of this but how can this build them confidence now i mean right now like i said many times before that they are giving up a lot of games in hand to the likes of calgary winnipeg edmonton dallas vancouver that being said they're one point out of second how how does this team use this game to boost their confidence to push them to go somewhere to maybe make a push i think that's an excellent question eric and i think that Early on in the season, first six weeks of the season, a lot, at least I was talking about, but I don't think I was the only one talking about that, that youthful exuberance that the Sharks had, that they were, that was really carrying the Sharks. I already mentioned it earlier, like Dolan and Weatherby being young guys, <laughs> Eklund was here, not scoring goals, but he was setting up a lot of offensive opportunities, that youthful exuberance. Then they hit that lull that things started to kind of unravel. So you take a game like today uh, ooh, I said today, um, nice you take a game like today, look how hard the sharks were pushing in the third period being up six to one at the time, like Couture's out there balls, to the wall, Meyer and hurdle. We expect that. Out of, well, we expect that out of all three, but you see Bonino digging in, um, Man, I'm I'm slipping on names right now because, <laughs> but but there were many players who were just going all in, like trying to get Meyer his sixth goal, but still like you want to continue good habits over the course of the sixty minutes of the game and from game to game. So I think the Sharks' best period was the third period, even though they had no goals. Uh, the, the, in terms of actual hockey being played and being kind of mentally with it, I think I think that's something that they have to build on. And so Bugner can look at the team and say, "Great effort, keep that up. We need more scoring chances, obviously." But they were more more pucks on net, but they were going out there and doing a lot of the little things that some teams. Look at look at the Pittsburgh game earlier in the year where Pittsburgh was out to that dominant lead and then they fell apart and the Sharks got themselves back into it. Yep. The Sharks didn't let the Kings do that today. And, and so, the, yeah. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. No, but, but that's a great point you mentioned right there, Kevin, is that Pittsburgh was up 6-1 and they made it and the Sharks made it 6-5. They yeah. know the <laughs> we've unfortunately know how resilient teams can be against the Sharks when they sit down and be comfortable and play that prevent defense um so uh, that's a great point that you put on there you have to keep the foot on the gas even if yeah. you're not scoring goals you're at least shutting them down and yeah that there was that one goal that made it 6-2 uh for la mikey anderson made that in the third period but reimer gave them that that goal that that defense that you needed that goal support and everything to uh, get the job done, and kudos to the Sharks' goaltending. I I know people cringe when pe when Brody says two or fewer, but uh. Uh, but in the last four games they've allowed exactly two goals every game, and if you can do that, you're giving yourself a chance to win practically every night. 
And I'm glad that you went this direction because that's where I was going with it was James Reimer returned. You mentioned it earlier. James Reimer returns, gets a very solid outing and a solid outing is what the Sharks haven't gotten out of him in the last few outings. Um, Not necessarily to his fault, um, but Reimer has been dealing with injuries since I think right before Thanksgiving. And I think not enough has been made over that. I know he, or at least I think he had a COVID-19 situation, but then he got hurt right after that. If I'm remembering this correctly, Reimer you're saying, yes. Yeah. He got, so he dealt with, uh, well, he's not actually dealt with a couple injuries this year, but I think he was playing hurt in that Pittsburgh in the Detroit game. And yeah, yeah, he, he was definitely playing hurt, and so I know some people were saying, like, oh, I guess the that's it for Reimer for this year. Oh, and it's boy. like, yeah, but you're, you're, the Sharks are relying on a not healthy goalie right now because Aiden Hill was so unreliable there for a stretch. So uh, to have James Reimer be able to come back in, make a lot of, you know, get, get a full workload, that's for sure. Um, but see, see the Sharks be able to put in a good effort, even if most of the game was in their own end still, uh, they weren't collapsing the way we have seen, uh, the bad outings be when mm-hmm. Reimer has been in net. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think overall there's a lot of positives to take now. The thing is. The Sharks need to take that and run with it. Yep. They can't. This can't be a one-off. And I know I said that a couple of times in my appearances on After Dark last year about this can't be a one-off, and that's exactly what they ended up being. So if the Sharks are serious about competing for a playoff spot this year, and if the Sharks just, not just serious, but just straight up are a team worthy of making the playoffs this year, they have to run with this and, and build a winning streak off of it. Yeah, they, they can't let this just be a one thing. I mean, it'd be very disappointing to come off. You're headed to Seattle where, let's be honest, Seattle is an expansion team. They're playing like an expansion team, but they can shock and awe you. Look what they did to the Sharks in their first outing. They they played, you know, they they played piss poor, to be quiet. Yeah. It's against the Kraken. They need to come out with that boost energy. I mean, it sucks that, I mean, I wish they were playing on Wednesday. <laughs> I'd be quite honest. Just to have them keep pushing themselves for that. So that's a tough one, you know. And, and you know, and it's tough. And Carlson, you know, AJ, thank you very much for the quotes as always, my friend. Uh, one that I saw via the Twitter is that from Carlson, it's always nice to see guys have accomplishments like that. It raises the spirits of everyone. That said, yeah. I don't think this was one of the better games we played. You kind of like that, tell it like it is, because yeah. there, there's, they were hungry, they kept chomping away at L.A., but there's always room for more chomping. You can have bad games, but still put in effort, and I think that was what today was. Just with what got them through it was Timo Meyer being able to score at literally at will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if Meyer doesn't score, I mean, this game's completely different and it's, it's a, it's a surefire loss, but I think that they definitely went out there and, and, and played their hearts out, especially uh, trending upward in the game as the score trended downward in terms of scoring ability, their effort increased. And that, that's a good trend to have because the Sharks weren't on a losing streak, but the only way that you get yourself out of losing streaks is by developing good habits. So 
I, I saw a lot of that today, and I, I think they can really put this in. And, and having a weaker opponent like Seattle in the next game uh, does help them build that, you know, build that confidence that they're going to need because the youthful exuberance is over that I mentioned earlier. That that's that's done and over with. So you have to find something else. Uh, the cane, the cane situation is over with. Yep. Um, now the the story around the team kind of becomes is Tomash Hurdle staying or going, and you don't want that to develop a heavy cloud over the team. So you need to find positive positivity, like games like today. Maybe not complete, but still, there's enough there that they can grab and take. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, and uh, I, I, yeah. Get get the game in Seattle. Do not make it be a trap game. Yeah, you got Tampa. You have the two-time Cup champ coming on Saturday for Sharky's birthday, but don't let Seattle be a trap game too. Hey, I uh, one thing with the Seattle game. There, here's your Barracuda tie. Last night, Antoine Bibo was called up, uh, so I he he's <laughs> not slated to start. Because I, I think Seattle's playing today. Seattle is currently in overtime with Chicago right now, tied okay. up at 2-2. Okay, and I know Bebo was not scheduled to start that game, but he is up with the team, so it would be kind of cool to see the Sharks play against him. I'm just saying. but Right? Uh, I mean... It'd be, it'd be nice if True was <laughs> until to... until we lose against him, then well, it's not cool. Well, but <laughs> then of course, yeah. But of course, you know, this is where the where True and Donato will score with an assist from Donskoy, uh, and, and Bebo shuts out the Sharks. <laughs> yeah, so. you had to take it full circle. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. That that's what <laughs> did him in. That's what did him in uh, the first. Game. It is what it is what did them in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to thank G- uh, John S. Uh, John Swenson from Sharks Page uh, for your donation, along with Caroline N. Appreciate nice. both of you giving us donations here. Uh, thank you. Where was the com- from MPAP? What aspect of their game do you think the Sharks should focus on to have a legitimate shot at the playoffs? That's a tough call because we keep talking about the defense. Now your offense is going, you know, crazy. I, I think maybe a balanced game. Yeah, I mean, I think the Sharks don't have enough offensively beyond the top line and behind whoever, whichever forwards Couture is dragging around with him <laughs> um, to to say focus on offense i mean you you obviously you want to score more goals but hey playoff hockey is more about timely goals than scoring plentiful goals so in respect with the question i'd say just continue to focus on defense i still think james reimer's weak weakness is glaring weakness is his rebound control and as long as the sharks continue to clear up the rebounds uh, they should be fine. And Aiden Hill every now and then also puts out a, a, you know, Aiden Hill, the last game against Pittsburgh, I thought played great, but there were a couple of loosey goosey rebounds there that is, whoa, man, if you want to be a regular starter, you can't be doing that. Yeah. And so I think that defensively, that's, that's where it's at because uh, defense wins championships, as they say, and I'm not saying the Sharks are a championship team, but I think the goal, 
they'll find a way. Wow, I just saw your graphic where it said 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> wow. Um, but I, I think that's kind of where the focus is. And especially if the Sharks are unable to retain hurdle, it's certainly not going to be about the offense if they're trying to uh, maintain a playoff position. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm looking at some of the comments in here, and I, and honestly, I don't think there really is a wrong one in some of these here. No, no, and, and that just shows there's a lot of things to fix. Don't? Right, <laughs> right. It, it's not, I mean, again, this is not the days of where Thornton, Marlowe, Boyle, Pavelski are around. This is a team that has shown, and we've seen it in the last two weeks, where this team can just fall apart. But uh, they, it's games like this where they can show some potential in here. Uh, you know, just another Randy G saying turnovers easy. That's one thing to work on. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, if you're gonna dive dive into like those kind of specific aspects, absolutely. Because the Sharks have just been horrible the last three years as far as turning the puck over. So yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Mikey Chase saying the power play. I, I don't blame it one bit. <laughs> I don't want to get too much into the power play, Eric, but in the last game, Drew Remenda had a rant, a post-game rant about uh, all the bad tendencies the Sharks' power play yeah. have had that he's noticed. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, that's what's been happening ever since you left the broadcast <laughs> all those years ago. That's been the Sharks' power play. That's what we've been saying for all these years. Play perimeter, be deliberate, all this. I hate I, I I think everyone the Sharks power play is not going to improve until you see a totally new forward group. It may not even necessarily be coaching. I mean, her, you know, Hurdle and Meyer are there. Couture is there, but you need to teach the old dogs new tricks and you hope that happens with Eklund with Bortolo, with maybe Robbins, depending on if this offense comes in, oh, and whatever draft picks are set up in the future. So yeah, I mean that's that's the big thing is that the future can could potentially be bright for the Sharks, uh, you know, and we can see how wow that's been with like you said, Co, Bortolo, Robbins, Weisblatt, uh, Gushin. Uh, heck, Gushin, that's that's what that's a high offensive uh, prospect there. I mean, yeah. shoot, give kudos to Ben Goudreau for what he's doing for Sarnia in the OHL for a team that's not exactly lights out. Uh, Goudreau's looking pretty good. How what was it, a 49 save victory the other night against L London? So, yeah, uh, and all that. So, uh, uh Ramirez 8320. Uh, could we be able to see a return of LeBanc in time for a playoff run, or do you deal him and or Shimmick for a rental or prospect? It's a little early to decide whether or not they're going to uh, be a buyer or seller here, um, to be quite honest. but I don't think the Sharks know until the Hurdle situation goes one way or another. And we don't know what's going on closed doors with Hurdle. Uh, you know, there's been talk about an offer coming this week, but I'm sure I'm sure the offer is coming it, or has been made. And that's all we're going to know for a little while, you know. Right. So that that's a that's a good question. And 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 about LeBanc. There's LeBanc an outside chance. 
is there an outside chance I of think him they coming said, back they, this season? I think they said uh, potentially three months could be the yeah. timetable, which would put him right around the deadline, um, which would be tough for them to deal the bank uh, in in a run unless somebody's really desperate. But I would think that you'd have to play some show me games to be showcased a bit if that were going to be on the table. Yeah, and the thing with LeBanc, I mean, there's a, he's a very polarizing player already, uh, and he is very streaky offensively, and he's one of the players, in fact, I think he's the most deliberate and obvious player on the power play, so if you're kind of merging, merging two questions into one, LeBanc is the exact opposite of the solution as far, as far as I'm concerned for fixing the Sharks power play. Um, and yet, but he, he's a hell of a setup guy. And if he ever decides to shoot the puck, he's got a great shot. Exactly. He just never wants to shoot. And especially early on in when the team went four and O to begin the season, when that power play was moving around, they weren't stagnant. He was getting that shot off. Heck he was in the, in the Ovechkin position, getting the one timers off and in. I'm glad you mentioned that. I haven't, you know, this is only my second appearance on After Dark this season. But one thing that I, I, it took me a couple of years to figure out because I've been trying to figure out what's going on with LeBanc. When LeBanc was with Barracuda and on Pucknology Writers Room all those years ago, when Ian and Drew and I were talking about how amazing LeBanc looked for the Barracuda before he kind of just, I don't know what he's, you know, been doing with the Sharks and everything, he was playing the left side. So he was always ripping and firing because he's on the strong side, set up for that one-timer. When he's over on that right side, it's kind of the Joe Thornton thing. I don't know if he learned it from Joe Thornton, but whenever he's on that right side, that's when he's looking past, looking past, (laughs) looking past. So, yeah, keep as far as I'm concerned, if if and when LeBanc comes back, (laughs) please put him on the left. If you want more offense, put him on the left. Absolutely. Uh, hey, AJ, uh, remember when Timo got benched in overtime for a season? <laughs> it's amazing how things have yeah. changed, but that's a great point, AJ. I mean, that that's, uh, like I said, I hope this game helps them exude confidence, not just for Timo, but for the whole team. Um, like like we said, as of right now, and and I know the, uh, the Kraken and Blackhawks are going to a shootout, but as it stands right now, Vegas is at 48. LA is at 45. Uh, they've each played 39 games. Anaheim's already at their halfway point at 41 with 45 points. Uh, Minnesota's at 47 with the first wild card. The Sharks are at 40 games with 44. They sit up four points now on on Calgary, who's four points back but has six games in hand. Winnipeg is has six games in hand on the Sharks and has 39 points. But but like I said, Kevin, it's nice to see. It's nice to see that. Nice to build up a cushion, but that's where you kind of need to calm down your, your excitement right now. Uh, oh, yeah. Which is the tough to do right tonight. In. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Sharks, you know, coming off a win, it's always... Well, look at look at last season, and it's it, it. Thankfully, it's not as drastic as last season. But last <laughs> season, you know, we'd have a game. And it's sell everyone, get rid of you know, and then and then it's oh, well, the Sharks are still somehow only three points out of a playoff spot. It just doesn't feel like it. 
Yeah. This season, I think there's a little bit more optimism around around the team uh, from both the a roster's perspective and fans perspective. Um, but still, yeah, temper expectations and just enjoy the ride sometimes, you yeah. know, it's, it's part of part of being a fan. And it is sometimes you just have to, to scale it, dial it back a little bit and, and uh, take the wins as they come. And then, you know, uh Block out the losses. What just happened? Seattle won. Okay. Seattle won in a shootout. Only shootout goals were scored by Donato and Donskoy because post-heel syndrome. <laughs> hey, better better against the Chicago Blackhawks than against the Sharks, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, that's true. But oh, oh, how funny is that, though? So, uh, so with that, in case you missed anything where you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com. Or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, smash that subscribe button. Tell your friends and everything. We appreciate it big time. Uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and of course, always available at tealtownusa.com. So with that, Timo Meyer scores five goals. The first time it's done in the Sharks franchise history. Um, very historic night. Balser's two-game point scoring streak Carlson had a memorable night so did Hurdle with their assists uh, but Kevin I appreciate you coming on uh, you know my, it's minus the turtleneck it's minus you being on a Peloton so I, I was like tripping over my my room area here is a mess I was tripping over everything just to put <laughs> Sharks jersey on and hook up a mic and hey so. <laughs> I, I appreciate you doing that but I'll let you have your final thoughts there all right, my final thoughts is obviously what a what an amazing game by Timo Meyer. Um, just w- what a ride! Keep keep riding that rooster there, buddy. Um, <laughs> um, I'm gonna throw this out there. I, I you know I'm on Twitter at Kevin Lacey 22. Right before the show began, I tweeted saying, "Isn't it unfortunate that the uh, it's kind of beating a dead horse here?" But fans who were there, all ten thousand of them today or whatever. Uh, don't really have anything they can take home to, you know, represent this game and reflect years down the line and say, hey, I was at that game. There's not there's no programs anymore unless you count the Evander Kane ones that are hiding in behind the little podium on the on the club level. <laughs> oh, Somehow those are still stashed under there. And if you think I'm lying, go have a look in behind there. But right. Just don't tell them I, st- I told you that. Uh, no insert sheets to buy, no stat sheets, no nothing. So that's real. No tickets printed. I mean, it's really disappointing. The last yeah. time and the only other time that the Sharks ever saw a five goal performance at the San Jose Arena was the very first game that I ever went to. This is the insert sheet oh, wow. that says Mike Ricci, five goals right here. Eight to two. We don't need to talk anymore about the game, but. I want to throw it out here real quick because I know we're wrapping up the show. Who is the player on the insert sheet? Okay, you're, trivia time. You're, you're you're saying this, so it's in February of 1994. This you're, is February 17th, 1994, the first season that the Sharks ever went to the playoffs. Right. Don't let the score fool you. The Sharks did go to the playoffs and did a little something that year. Oh yeah, uh, but. Which player? I'll tell you it's a defenseman. Oh, so it's not Ray Whitney. Um, Okay. It is not Roy Whitey. So (laughs) 
um you don't know the roy whitey story i don't know the roy whitey story oh because i have an autograph i have an autographed eight by ten from ray whitney and the way it's signed it looks like roy whitey (laughs) so i've always called him that ever since that i'm gonna say it is vlastimil krupa Dang, that was a, that's a good one. It's not Vlastimil 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 Krupa, but I like your thoughts on that. It is Michael Sakura. Michael ah, Sakura. That was my second guess. Nice. <laughs> I thought you were gonna actually get. Oh that. man, shoot! So he's on that sheet. So he's forever aligned with Mike Ricci's five goal game but you wouldn't know for this game because the sharks don't offer anything like that anymore yeah but i'm at that's lacy 22 and thanks for having me i appreciate you kevin and aj thank you for all the quotes I, there was a crazy one with the media conference and everything so appreciate you bud i'm at puck guy 14 on the twitter the instagram uh but kevin unfortunately we're gonna have to um we're gonna have to redo this all over again we have to do redo the show with turtle next one so Get set, get all your prep here, and we'll, we'll be back. No, we're kidding. We're kidding. Actually, I am looking for that one that I found for you. Uh, Are you talking yeah. about me and Chris Terreri side by side? Yeah, I, I need to find that one again. So if anyone can find uh, one of those starter turtleneck, teal turtlenecks with the Sharks logo on it, uh, size XL preferably. So uh, that is. I love that, per- I love that purchase. That's such a great purchase. <laughs> uh, we will head over to the Discord channel right now as I put the show to bed. So join us over on the Discord channel right now and we'll have some fun there. Uh, and until Thursday night when the Sharks take on the Kraken at the Climate Pledge Arena, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. Take care, be safe, good night. Happy